0: Broadcasting from the Dudley Debocher Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app. We are WRKN. 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good morning and welcome to the 29th year of the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 FM, Nash Icon, and at nashfm1061.com. The Three Tailgaters Show is presented by CrescentCitySports.com the best sports site in Louisiana. The Three Tailgaters show is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca's by in New Orleans, serving up St. Louis style food with a New Orleans flair. The Three Tailgaters are also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln, by LifeGate Church in Metairie, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by Premier Automotive with locations throughout the New Orleans area, Segnet Landing Restaurant and Swamp Tours in West Ligo. Petri Transport Services. John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge. Life Resources Ministries, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Promotional consideration is provided by Central City Barbecue on South Rampart Street. Venezia Restaurant on North Carrollton Avenue. Two Tony's Restaurant at West End. Porter View Restaurant in Metairie. Reginelli's Pizzeria with locations throughout the metro area. Yeode College Inn on Carrollton Avenue. Messina's at the Terminal and Runway Cafe at Lakefront Airport. By Copeland's of New Orleans and Kenner. Desi Vegas Seafood and Steakhouse in Metairie. Chateau Cafe with locations in New Orleans and Kenner. Moe's Pizza in West Rigo. Hooters Restaurants in Metairie and Gretna. Gio's Pizza and Spaghetti House in Metairie. Hobnobber Cafe in Metairie. Fat Boys Pizza on Metairie Road. By Mike Sirio's Poe Boys in Delhi on St. Charles Avenue. By That's Amore Pizzeria in Metairie. Bears Poe Boys on Causeway Boulevard at Metairie Road. And by Sunray Grill on Belchase Highway in Gretna. Now here are your hosts of the Three Tailgaters Show. Ed Daniels, Sports Director of WGNO and WNOL. CrescentCitySports.com and The Clarion Herald. And Cumulus Radio New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com. The Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries, and Delgado Baseball.
1: And a pleasant good morning and welcome to another edition of the Three Chill Gators show here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Our tune-in app available for you anywhere in the world to listen in via iHeart. Of course, our podcasts are available following the show via CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on the left side of the menu on podcast to do so. You can get us via Alexa at home. Just tell her to play WRKN. You can email us at ed at, Crescent City, ed at wgno.com. That's ed at wgno.com. Ken at crescentcitysports.com. Or you can call the show at 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061 to join us. And we'll be joined by Bryce Brown in just a few minutes. From Carr High School, we'll talk to Nelson Stewart of Newman. Big win for Tulane. We'll get into that this hour. LSU Auburn. Saints next hour for sure. All of that on the menu with our good and great friend Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL and Friday Night Football and CrescentCitySports.com and Nash Icon 106.1 FM and the Clarion Herald. Good morning Ed. Kenneth, how are you? Doing fine, thank you. All good. Another busy night and we'll talk to some undefeated coaches coming up here in a few minutes, but another big night of high school football. I guess first and foremost, you know, got to give enormous credit to Brother Martin, great win last night over Holy Cross. Just control the football and did what they had to do to win the game. That's, that's a class win for the Crusaders.
2: Yeah, I thought they had a good plan, Kenny. You know, you still got to be able to execute it. And um, they were able to do that. I mean, they held on to the football. And also, too, I think one of the things that was – and I didn't get to it last night, but I think is important, too, is that they did a really good job on the 50-50 balls. And, and that's one thing that Holy Cross excels at. They get the ball up in the air, and then you've got to, you've got to defend, uh, you know, Cross Johnson and Kobe Young, who are two excellent receivers. And uh, I thought they did a really good job there. And and that's the way you have to play against a team that is so talented and so explosive offensively to really have any chance in the game.
1: Well, they did a great job, <clears throat> a, you know, a great win. And meanwhile, St. Paul's <clears throat> takes over first uh, in District 65A with a hard-fought 9-6 win over North Shore. St. Paul's is solid. Only lost came to brother martin and that's a big win in a district that's
2: really pretty evenly matched yes it is and you know bobby sanders has done a really nice job at north shore he lost one of his best players we know all about that Um, the team started out you know i don't think the start is anything that they thought would happen but they've come on since then they've played well and you knew that would be a tough physical defensive game very much so
1: and then of course when you're talking about Uh, Pine and Amy Mm -hmm. that was a heck of a game as well wasn't it
2: yes it was I tell you what right down to the wire not surprised I knew that would be a terrific game and you know late touchdown drive by Amy you watched it all on Friday Night Football last night well you did and then of course
1: you know just status quo for Mm -hmm. St. Charles Catholic I mean their last loss uh, they won 14 straight was to St. Martinville last year they went on the road fell behind early and Got a kick return for a touchdown, changed the game, and they ran away and beat St. Martinville and got their revenge. Just just a really good football
2: team. They are. They're outstanding. And, um, oh, well, on to next week for them. No doubt. And then, of course, John Curtis, Christian, you know,
1: they they don't lose two in a row very often. The last time they lost three in a row was 1969, and that wasn't going to happen last night. They just weren't going to allow it as they routed Acadiana, 28 to nothing at uh, Zephyr Field. Shrine right on airline call, what you want. Bottom line is this this was more like the John Curtis team you you kind of expected to see, wasn't it?
2: I think so. Uh, you know, we were having that discussion in the office this week. When's the last time Curtis had lost three in a row? And that's, I think that was JT's first season. It was, 1969, 10. first year, yep. that's right. Right, and not since then. So they weren't interested to make that kind of history.
1: No, they weren't, and they took care of business and did it on both sides of the ball and used a trick play to put the game away, really, with a halfback pass before the half. So really good win there as well and and very, very solid and and very impressive, to say the least. And look, I mean, there were many good wins last night. We cited a few. Franklinton was down by three touchdowns, came back and beat Pearl River last night. That's a good win for Coach Salto and And, again, we'll have... High school football this evening here on Nash Icon 1061 FM. Archbishop Rummel and St. Augustine in a District 95A game. And it's homecoming for Rummel and uh, should be a good game. And Phil Greco and Eric Held and Daryl Ashley will be with me on the call of that one. And then, of course, Newman, Ed, uh, against De La Salle. You know, Will Randall didn't play, but De La much better than its record. Cavaliers took the fight to them. They were up 10. and And Newman uh, just showed a lot of grit and character
2: to come back to win that game 29-24. Yeah, they were down 24-14. You know, Eli Frank made some big plays. And, and of course, they made some big plays on special teams. The block punt recovered by Lorzell in the end zone. And then the the bobbled snap, and they threw for a two-point play. I mean, that was well executed.
1: Yeah, they pulled it off when it could have been a disastrous play, but obviously turned into something very good. And... Again, last night, another game in District 9-5A. The Car Cougars remained undefeated as they pulled away from Jesuit late to win 35-7 to at Morris F. Jeff Stadium. And it's a pleasure to welcome to the show right now our good and great friend, the outstanding head coach, four-time state champion at Endicard, Coach Bryce Brown. Bryce, always a pleasure. Congratulations. And, look, a, a job well done. I mean, any time you win a league game, it's good. Anytime you win a league game by 28, it's real good, isn't it? <clears throat>
3: Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. I think um, I think you hit it right on the head. You know, it was a tough game in the first half. Mm-hmm. We adjusted a little bit in the second half, but I think defensively, we, we played outstanding for four quarters. And, you know, if you want to play in this league, you got to have good defenses. And each week, each team opposed a different set of schemes and and off-balance alignments, and and then you you really have to be dialed in each and every week because the league is so tough.
2: Ed? Coach, uh, talk about the big play by your defensive back to rip that thing out and run it all the way back for a touchdown. That was a giant play in the game.
3: Yeah, and Trey was coming from um, the back side on that. We were in um, a pressure scheme. They were in a spread. We were in a pressure um, scheme on defense, and he came off of his guy and went into pursuit angle and you know, he always plays without outstanding effort and that and that's what you call an effort play right there. You could have easily, you know, loafed on that play, but you know, they practice that often in the in the D B room with um taking taking the ball away the they started every day in the individual drills and it was it was exciting to see uh how passionate he was even after he score, you know, based off the effort that he that he exemplified on that play. You know, I think it was, um, I think it was a third, and long, a third and long and he came off his guy and just pursued it on back. So I haven't watched it on film yet, but it was a great effort play to watch live.
1: We saw it on Ed's show on Friday night football. And, and for the sake of those listening, who was the young man that made the play, Bryce?
3: That was Edward Brown, Trey Brown. Edward Brown. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. We call mm-hmm. him Trey, but he's Edward yep. Brown. And so mm-hmm. terrific play. Look, you're, You said it, your defense has been nails uh, from the start of the season. Anytime you play defense like that, you got a chance to be a championship team, and that's kind of what I wrote in my story at CrestleCitySports.com. I mean, you look at what you've done defensively this year. I mean, you're just not giving up any points. And, you know, when you play defense like that, you're just waiting for that offense to to click and be more consistent, right?
3: Yeah, and that's what we're looking for. But I think the, the, the main part is, like I told the staff last night, you know, defense is playing lights out. Inconsistent, you know, with this young quarterback, we have to keep being patient. And offensively, we got to work a little bit harder than than usual because, uh, you know, when you lose a quarterback like A.J. Samuel, who was running the show for three years, and then before him you had Leonard Kelly, and before him you had Skylar Perry, and before him you had Alden Clark. You know, all those players, you know, didn't have to play as sophomores, but, you know, he has to play as a sophomore like A.J. did. And A.J. threw for 3,000 yards, and we were very patient with him and, you know, picking our spots. But I think if the defense keeps playing as they're playing, we have to be content sometimes with putting the ball and turning to a field position game. And, you know, we have to we have to keep adjusting on the different alignments that we get defensively every week.
2: Ed? Coach, at this point in the season, when you when you're watching your team play, do you, do you, do you are you thinking each week, you know, are are we good enough to win a state championship? Are we good enough to get in deep into the state playoffs? What do we need to do uh, to get there? Are you are you having those kind of conversations with you or your coaches?
3: No, no, I don't think we're to that point yet. I think we still just just building. You know, we still have. <clears throat> You know, you, you don't get too many, too many catch your breath moments in this league because you, you play Jesuit uh, last night. This week we have to play Holy Cross, then we have to come back and play Rumble, and then we got to finish off with John Curtis. So you don't have time to think about the outcome of the season. You all, you just think about the process of each week. You know, our focus and message this week was just to solely focus on Jesuit, not look ahead, not. I look behind us. You know, every week you try to get one and oh, you know, are we good enough to win? You know, I don't know. I think offensively we we have to be able to throw the ball better. We got to be able to run the ball better. Defensively we have to keep tackling better and keep um, you know switching up fronts. And we got to play a little bit better leverage on the defensive line. I think, and you know that's what that's what we focus on. Now, is he good enough to win a state title? You know, that's not something that you could predict. That's something you got to earn.
1: Visiting with Bryce Brown, I've had in the car. Of course, you've, you've run the ball solidly. Your running backs run hard. Favorite, Smith, both, both have done that. They ran the ball hard again last night.
3: Yep, yeah, they did. And, um, you know, the second half went to more of our RPO teams. And, you know, upstairs get, did a great job of, you know, seeing some alignments. And, you know, it's, it's, it's easy when you have a good staff around you to be able to, you know, point out these adjustments. And, and then it takes even – a humbling spirit to to listen to it and call it right. So, you know, it, it take it's a team effort. It was a, t- a great team win. It was a good win last night. I thought. I thought uh, coming off the the bye week, we came out a little sluggish, uh, but you know that's 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 anticipated with these these youngsters. They're Fifteen, sixteen, seventeen years old. You know, they're not professional athletes. This is high school football, and I thought they they competed well. I thought Jaden would compete as well as every team in this league does so consistently and, and we gotta get ready for a good hold of cross team who's coming off a tough loss to Brother Martin. So we'll 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 celebrate this one today. You know, I'm gonna go visit with some players in, in, in L S U and go watch them today and then we'll get back at it tomorrow.
1: Ed?
2: Coach update us on, on uh Aaron Anderson. How's he doing and what do you I know you you still talk to the young man what but... What what what's he uh, what's his experience been like in Baton Rouge?
3: He loves LSU. Uh, He's coming off of a hamstring injury that he he got injured in a two minute drill right before the Ole Miss game. So he's been out a couple of weeks. Uh, They're bringing him back slowly uh, but surely. So I don't know how many snaps he's going to play today against Auburn, but he is active, Um, you know. But I think Coach Kelly is doing a great job and. Today, our top prospects are going to a visit up there to watch the Auburn game, so I think it's, it's going to be exciting. We always look forward to, you know, sending our guys up to LSU.
1: Well, listen, I mean, you got Taiji there, too, and you got kids everywhere. You follow them all the time, and that's a legacy of the program. And, and Coach, I mean, look, we, we know what transpired with the vote. I mean, I, I and obviously, Carr voted you know, against it, but everybody has their own individual interest in the situation. That said, you're fine with competing where you are, aren't you?
3: <clears throat> to be honest with you, I don't know what we voted. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't ask
1: me, and, and they
3: know I probably, you know, didn't care. You know, I, I, whoever we got to play, just tell us who we got to play, right? You know, Yep. it's been difficult trying to feel the a- uh, uh, schedule for next year and the next rotation. Uh, of course, we want to play the best people. We want to play in the highest level of play. If they put it together, we would want to stay in five A. If they if they kept it select non-select, I don't mind staying in select and play against the best people. You know, I think iron sharpens iron. You know, if we if we keep playing the best people, we'll be ready in the long haul. Well, you I talking like about preparing for a state championship. You, you you have to keep playing solid teams. I have no problem with playing Romo Curtis, Brother Martin, Holy Cross back to back to back. You know, I think that's that's why kids wanna attend a school like Carr and I think that's why they attend schools like Holy Cross and John Curtis, because they get to play at the highest level
1: yeah iron sharpens iron there you go it's biblical and it's good but i think it's accurate and i think you know this is this has actually been good for everybody i think the members of that district have have welcomed Carr and understand that it works well that it's not a problem in any way shape or form contrary to what others might have thought and at the same time you get the games you get the competition that said it's understandable why you Know there's a lot of other factors, including money and everything else that goes along with it. So, when people think about the ramifications, there's more that goes into it than what the naked eye tells us. And I think you know that's the biggest thing is look, everybody's got to look out for their own interests. But Ed and I are both in favor of people looking out for the greater good. And at least for now, this system with the playoffs the way they are, I, I think we all agree is better than the way it was because you got a little bit more balance and a little bit more competition. What happens long term is another story. <laughs> we don't know. And mm-hmm. could this thing ever get back together? Ed and I both hope so because we both like to think that, you know, that society as a whole can find a way to get along and work together. We don't see that in society enough these days. And I think we're seeing the same thing here. I'd like to think that can happen. But then again, I'm an optimist. You think that could ever happen?
4: I would hope so. You know,
3: even though everybody in this state, we're we all different, but different is what makes us, special you know we might be different demographically culturally you know politically but at the end of the day it's still football and and, and the best football in this state has to be played at the highest level if you are in one a 2 a 3 a 4 a 5 a, you know if you're going to be one state champion you know it's going to really solidify the state championship game by playing all together i think uh you know, we wanted in in both ways but yep. you know, I thought the, the more difficult one was was in our twenty twelve in the twenty twelves and stuff like that when you had to play Bastrop, and then you had to go to Cecilia and then you had to you know, yeah you, you had to go to, to Neville, you know, right? So, you know, all of those teams were together and I think five A was even better. You know, five A you know, you had West Monroe playing Evangel in a, in a, in a semifinal. You know, that's the you know, you can't beat
1: those type of matchups. No, I mean, it, I mean, it's not
3: about winning you, the championship. It's about competing.
1: No, I mean, I was uh, I was over at Rumble the other night because they had a Hall of Fame and they inducted Jay Roth in their Hall of Fame, richly deserved. And you know, Jay talked about the fact that you know we we, we take pride in the fact that we won the. You know, you know. The 2012 championship because it was everybody included. You know, you had to beat yep. everybody, and you know, and that's that's something that I hope one day these kids get to experience. And I know the differences, and I know uh, the the complaints and the difficulties. But again, I can't imagine we can't find common ground. Like I said, I'm an optimist. I just feel that way by nature, and I think at least with what we saw in Baton Rouge a week and a half ago, we saw more of an effort toward unifying a bit, whether you were for it or against it. And I, I kind of like that. Ned, I know you want to echo that, too, before we let Bryce get away.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, look, uh, I, I, I hope for one day we can, we can go back to, um, you know, a better playoff system. But you know what? The playoff system that we had last year, the playoffs were so much better. And if that's where we have to be, at least for the time being, I have no problem with that. I just, I just want to see the best games possible. I'm selfish, okay? Kenny, you do a radio show, I do a TV show. We, we want the best entertainment out on the field. We want the best games. We want people to be engaged. And, and to me, the playoff system this year is better. Last year was better, much better than the one we had the previous.
1: I agree. And, and this, this is one promise I can make before we let Bryce get away. Uh, Bryce will be part of the Select Division One Championship this year, hopefully it 's on the field, but if not <laughs> we'll get him back in the broadcast booth again, right <laughs> either, either I'll,
3: way I'll, either way i'll be at the game i
1: I love having you up there, my friend, but you know what I think you'd you'd, you'd prefer to be downstairs on the floor, and I know you guys are kind of hungry for that right now it's been for carr, it's been like a lifetime. For most people, mm-hmm. it's been like, oh, a year or two, big deal, right? But but that's what your program is.
3: Yeah, and, and, and you know what, Mr. T and, and Mrs. Daniels, the standard is the standard. And it's not added pressure on the kids, it's just the standard. And anytime that we we try to downplay our own standard, that's the day we start losing. So we have to you know, this is a championship type program, championship-type school. You know, it's not added pressure on the young men. That's why they came there.
1: Well, great coach, better person, and a genuine friend, Bryce Brown, and a car undefeated on the year, getting ready for Holy Cross next Friday night. And we should have an announcement on that with CrescentCitySports.com coming up as well. So looking forward to that. And, Bryce, always a pleasure. We appreciate you. And God bless you. Keep up the good work. You hear?
3: Y'all have a good day. Yes,
1: Thank sir. Thank you, buddy. Rice Brown and the car. All right, we'll take a timeout here. It's 504-260-1061. When we return, another unbeaten team and coach of that team will join us, Nelson Stewart of Newman, when the Three Tailgaters show continues here on NASH Icon 1061 FM and at FM 1061com
0: Celebrating 90 years of excellence, the All-State Sugar Bowl is one of college football's most enduring traditions. And for nearly a century, the Sugar Bowl delivers for New Orleans, for Louisiana, and for the region. Major events, big tourism, and a national spotlight each and every year. And this season, it's even bigger. The college football playoff semifinal at the 90th All-State Sugar Bowl. New Year's Day in the Dome. The Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, Louisiana Tourism, and New Orleans & Company.
5: Signet Landing Restaurant, in historic Westwego at Bayou Signet. Great food at a great location with Harborview dining and southern hospitality, serving the best Cajun and seafood dishes for lunch and dinner, like crawfish pie, crab cakes, fried oysters, seafood platters, and much more. Signet Landing, 450 Laracini Street, just off the expressway in Westwego, behind the shrimp lot. For parties of eight or more, call for reservations.
6: 504 900 1901 Attention taxpayers, if you or your business owe the IRS back taxes, the IRS has greenlighted billions of dollars in tax relief to those facing financial hardship and is now accessible through tax Help USA. If you have a delinquent tax problem and possibly facing wage garnishment, liens, levies, audits, or already in a payment plan, you may now qualify for significant relief. For this free information, call 800-251-1413. 800-251-1413. That's 800-251-1413.
4: If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron.
6: Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron.
4: Everybody knows that.
6: Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron.
4: This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron.
6: I'm a bourgeois.
4: Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie.
6: Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan.
7: Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95 percent cheaper? And you can get it online. Go to hims.com/joy. Through Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, and the process is 100 online. To start your free online visit, go to hims.com/joy. That's h-i-m-s.com/j-o-y. With Liberty Mutual, you can customize and save
5: hundreds on your car insurance. Ah! But what to buy with those savings?
6: (laughs) Yep, I bought a sound effects machine. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Savings may vary and are written by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company and affiliates. Excludes Massachusetts. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Liberty, Liberty. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan.
7: Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Go to hymnscom slash joy. Through Hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, and the process is 100% online. To start your free online visit, go to hymnscom slash joy. That's scom With Liberty Mutual, you can
5: customize and save hundreds on your car insurance. But what to buy with those savings?
6: Yep, I bought a sound effects machine. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Savings may vary and are written by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company and affiliates. Excludes Massachusetts. Liberty, 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 Liberty.
0: Just tuning in? We're just getting started with the three tailgaters show on 1061 NASH ICON, NASH FM 1061com and through CrescentCitySports.com. What are you waiting for? All are welcome by calling 504-260-1061 to talk all sports, all the time. Now back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels.
1: From one unbeaten team and coach to another, from card to Newman, the Greenies rallied past Dilla South 29-24 at Loop and Field last night in a really good game before a really good crowd. of uh, The neighborhood rivals, I think it's a great game that he played on an annual basis. Joining us now, the head coach of the Newman Greenies, Coach Nelson Stewart. And Nelson, first of all, congratulations. And, you know, that's easy for me to say, right? I'm the guy watching, but you don't mind playing those guys. That's always a good game, huh?
8: I know. Yeah. Well, first, thank you guys uh, so much for having me on. I appreciate it this morning. Um, Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a great uh, venue. It's a great neighborhood uh, rivalry. I think that, you know, it's, uh, you know, Graham Jarrett's a, a great friend of mine and we're both coaching our alma mater so um it was uh it was a it was a real tough matchup I think that um you know you look at the record um and it really is not indicative of you know De they beat a great central team some injuries hit they played toe-to-toe with Holy Cross and you know they they battled injuries but a lot of those guys not most came back last night it was a it was a heck of a win for us. We really had to tough it out, and you know that that's how you get better. So, um, no, I you know hats off to Dallas South. I had a great plan. Kids played hard. Uh, you know, full four quarters, and you know I think it was a, a good win. This year has been a part of come back from ten points, and really, you know, having a having a you know win in all three phases. So, um, a good win for us. But hats off to Dallas South.
2: Ed? coach, you got some big plays in special teams last night. That was a that was a big thing for you, wasn't it?
8: No, no, it really was. And we talk about it, but that's a huge point of emphasis for us. And, um, you know, just, I think, you know, the punt block by Will Ruzell early Early, um, we were able to, Uh, actually with our up guys, you know, we got a short field. Robert Kerrigan returned a few kicks for us, which were great, and um, you know, uh, DJ Thomas getting, you know, chasing down punts, and, you know, we work hard at it. Uh, We don't just want to be one thing. I think that, you know, we're able to maybe tilt it a little. I thought they did a good job, obviously, as well, but um, no, we we did, and and I think ultimately, there's probably a difference that we're able to you know, kind of flip the field a little bit, give ourselves a position for some explosives. And, um, you know, look if you if you don't play teams like that, you've got to be sound and special teams. So, no, I think that our, our staff and kids did a really good job there.
1: Of course, Eli Friend continues to play well for you. And you needed him to last night because you were without a key player and running back, right?
8: Yeah, no, we really were. I mean, Jake Randall uh, has been fantastic for us. Um, You know, just as a dual purpose, he's obviously great run on the football and um, really the heart of our run game. And, you know, when he went out last week against Bell Chase, we had to come up with some stuff. But, you know, Eli um was was just you know unbelievable he you know we able to you know throw off a run package he was able to even get some checks in there um stay calm and 92 yards a lot of it was on you know scrambles and also design runs and um he was real physical he's a selfless player he did not force things i mean he's really efficient in the passing game but he understood the box count what was in front of him and
4: you know we asked a lot
8: of him but uh, he certainly having stepped up to the plate you know for us stuff perryt said that it running brought him back and um no he, he's uh he's been great for us and, and and i really do mean it i think the best is you have to come with him because you know he's only six starts into his career
1: well talk about jake and his injury and you know what, what you expect from him in terms of being able to play again
8: well we're fortunate you know we're, we're going to get him back i think he looks good um you know you get those you know sprains in there um you know and, and i think he's he's going be good he's uh he's week to week. We're just, you know, working uh, to get him back. I think you don't want to force it, um, but we dodged a, a pretty big bullet there. Obviously there's some nerves and guys go down, but no, he looks good. He's in there moving around, lifting the day. And, you know, when he's ready, he's ready, but he'll be back with us, which is so incredibly important. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, we'll, we'll kind of eval each week with our staff, but he looks great. He's, he's coming back and we're fortunate. We have a senior in Seth Perriot that, we thought really was kind of be a dual starter for us. He he was healthy this week. He did a really good job last night. So we've got some guys in there that that, that can carry the load, and um, you know, we're, we're fortunate we do. But yeah, we're 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 fortunate that that Jake's going to come back and hopefully have a you know finish you know late in the season with us.
1: It's a an ankle, coach. Is that right?
8: So it was it was a knee, and hey, um, yeah, okay, went kind of in there. But yeah. he's uh, he's good. Uh, you know, again, I think we you fear the worst, but. Um, no, he's good. He's, he's moving around and, um, he's, uh, again, it, from what we thought it was to what it is, um, we're, we're awful thankful and, um, you know, we're, we're glad he's going be back with us.
2: Ed? Coach, is Eli Friend a college quarterback?
8: Yeah, I, I think
2: so, and I say that because
8: um, you know he's one. Mechanically, he's good. He's got good feet. He's got the arm. He's got a quick release. But his processing speed, and I think his uh, just his awareness. I think that he's calm in the pocket. He's got uh, that mindset of you know no moment's too big. He can step up, and it helps that he's you know I think he's a four four student you know, 34 or whatever on ACT. Uh, he has been recruited by a number of the Ivies. I think that's his goal. I think even somewhere like Tulane could be a good spot. So no, I think so. Um, you know, he's just, uh, he can kind of do all the things you need him to do. And nowadays he got to be able to extend plays and he can do that. Um, and uh, he's not a system guy per se. He can, Hug and play, and ace. "No, I think so." And uh, he's going to work at it. You know, he works out with the linemen. The last rack, he's that strong, and uh, he's just incredibly humble. He's got a lot of humility, and he's a leader. So, no, I, I, I think so, and and I think that's his goal. And and obviously, you know, my job's to hopefully train him the, the best I can to get there. So, no, I absolutely think he can.
6: For
2: for an offensive guy, coach. How much fun is that to be able to develop a quarterback and a guy who really wants to learn and and really has a, a great desire to be good.
8: I think it's it's it, it's it's a wonderful thing especially when you see him and you get them when they're young. I mean, I had him in pre-K. First time I ever saw him throw a football, and you know, he's able to come through our middle school. You know, just just learning what we do, and really, that's the joy of it. When you're at a K through 12 school, that he could see the kids grow up and watch, and um, it's rewarding. He's just he's very very coachable. Uh, my my favorite part of this all season was Saturdays with uh, three nets and. Watching him throw in, I'm, I'm, I was never a route runner. I'm not going to catch for him, but we moved it all over. And he just—he likes film. He likes the grind, and it's rewarding when you get to it the right way. He waited his turn, played running back, and um, I just—I think you give all the credit to him. Uh, you know, I, I hope I played a little part in it, but um, I think he's a special kid, and he just—he uh, loves to learn. He has humility, and he'll get you out of a out of a play. I think he's one of those guys that he can put the protection, understand what you need, and make you know make decisions on the fly. And um, no, it's, it's 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 a it's a pretty special thing when you get to you know give him a hug. My son's a ball boy, and I uh, ran up and jumped in his arms and gave him a hug after, and, and just incredibly proud. And um, that's that's the best part of doing what we do. And you see kids grow up, and you know come you know like someone like Eli Friend is today.
1: Now you have a rivalry game next week and again you you gotta ignore records country days not having a very good year but they got to win yesterday but it's a rivalry and you got to go play at wenzel field and i think you're playing under the lights next week right Uh, no yeah
8: no it is it's it is a rivalry game and i think it's something that you know one Uh, with those guys, you do have to ignore the record. Look, they'd be pretty handily a a good Willow team that was shoot-a-shoot, you know, toe-to-toe with St. Martin's. I think they're, you know, they played, you know, Country Day played great on special teams. I think the thing about Country Day, you know, is, uh, Coach Chetta, you know, head coach is an O line coach in heart, meaning they're going to be good up front, efficient. They have an excellent defensive coordinator in Troy Baglio. Um, they did, they gave us some problems last year with a lot of stones and whatnot. So, you know, it's hard, you could say. And I know the communities know each other. I think it's great. Uh, but no, I think they'll be very, uh, well coached. I think that, you know, it'll be Winslow Field, Clem Winslow, obviously our defensive line coach. That's always our first time, you know, going under the lights. So that'll be good, you know, Friday night lights out there. and uh, good for our community, but no, you just, just try, and I'm not going to bonise you too much, my buddy with process.
2: <laughs> you oh, boy. <laughs> only, know, like, coach, <laughs> coach, he only said it last night. I'm sitting at my desk working, okay? It's like quarter to ten. I'm listening to Kenny's radio show, and and when he said process for the tenth time, <laughs> I just stopped counting, okay, I was you like, know, I was like, come on Bonis. give me give me some red meat here. this is ridiculous he,
8: he he's obsessed with it, but I tell you what his process worked last night. that was a great win. Uh, I couldn't get him on the phone, but I got the the two a m text. I'm sure he's watching film, but uh no I, you really to just try and focus you know what they do well, we gotta improve. I think that that's the biggest thing is we you know get in the tail end of the season, really look at ourselves. Um, you know, in the mirror and that, you know, we got to get better in all three phases, you know, keep improving, keep expanding. And, you know, you got country day, got ML King, and I'm sure people will you know, be excited about St. Charles at the end, um, but we got to get through this week and there's definitely improvement, but uh, no, it'll be, it's a great atmosphere, good for both schools. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll have them ready and we'll see what we can do.
1: And we haven't spoken to you uh, since the vote in Baton Rouge, but I know you have to be excited about what transpired there. Oh,
8: you have to be. I think that, you know, it's nice to see everybody. You, know, you don't get caught up in, you know, programs and who's playing who and where. We need a big playoff bracket. We need games. I think it um, It um was almost a sin to, you know, get a bye and start in the quarterfinals. It never felt right. So, no, I think it's great. Uh, You know, at Newman, we're all for competition, the common good. And, and I think that's a big step for us, you know, as a state to where, you know, you can see it now where, you know, look, we we've played you know, many, and we played, you know, a variety of different schools and you know select non select whatnot, I think it's good when you get in the playoffs to, you know, really have those five district regional rounds. I was a player, remember that stuff. So you no, know, I was ecstatic. Um, I was hopeful and in the majority it was really good. So that was a great step for us and you know, I think it's uh it's good for Louisiana football. So I think everybody wanted it.
2: Ed, final word? Well, Coach, that was a, uh, a really nice win for you last night. It, it, it sounds to me like you're having a lot of fun this year. Is that true? Uh,
8: no, it is, and 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 you know, I think that um, it, it's been a it's been an interesting few years that we got through uh, with with the coverage and things like that. But you know, I love the kids who we coach. We've had some success, but this has been a fun one that you know we're just able to you know, uh, it's a good senior group. They're excited. We're just focused in the weight room and um, doing things the right way and. Um, we've got a great staff, great kids, and this is why you do it. So, no, I am, uh, I'm, and my wife would tell you that. I think I'm, I'm having as much fun as the kids, but, uh, we're still working hard. And, um, it, it's a great time, but I give so much credit to our staff and kids. And, uh, there's a lot of joy in it. And, uh, just, I can't believe that, you know, we're seven weeks in. I don't know where the time went, but, uh, just, I wish it slowed down sometimes. But, I uh, know it, it's been a, it's been a great season, uh, thus far. And, Hopefully we'll make a run of this thing, but no, I, I I'm, I'm blessed. I really am enjoying it.
2: Well, well Coach, man, I know I know who the boss is. Okay, I I I I, you. <laughs> I I know who the boss is. She told me she was the boss.
8: Yes, I'm I'm only the head coach of one team, and uh, it, it's here. When I get home, I check in with her. So you are correct.
2: <laughs> Boy, that's a familiar refrain when we talk to coaches. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, but on, ain't, ain't no doubt. Look, I know who I know who the who the team owner, president, general manager is. Okay. He might be the head coach, but he's he's not the CEO, okay?
8: <laughs> yes, sir. You are correct.
1: All good. Well, Newman and Country Day next Friday night under the lights at Wenzel Field. Uh, Graney's undefeated and continuing on with a, another special season. Nelson Stewart, always a pleasure. Thank you for the time. Congratulations on another win, and best of luck to you next week.
8: Guys, thanks so much for having me, and also thanks for all the coverage and all you do for high school football. You're the best. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Appreciate coach. you. All right, Coach Nelson Stewart. We'll take a timeout here, and when we return in a moment, we'll turn our attention to the two-lane Green Wave. The streak is over. The Wave have won at Memphis. We'll talk about that next. Still to come, LSU Auburn, Saints as well, maybe touching on Pelicans. All of that with the Three Tailgaters show continues in just a moment here on NASH Icon 1061 FM and at NASHFM1061.com.
9: I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros, plus a voice for you to speak your mind. It's entertainment. It's information.
1: It's all that you could want. And it's right here on 106.1 Nash Icon.
0: Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 106.1 Nash Icon. Country for life. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason.
6: Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help.
0: I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. It's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. Celebrating 90 years of excellence, the Allstate Sugar Bowl is one of college football's most enduring traditions. And for nearly a century, the Sugar Bowl delivers for New Orleans, for Louisiana, and for the region. Major events speak tourism and a national spotlight each and every year. And this season, it's even bigger. The college football playoff semifinal at the 90th Allstate Sugar Bowl, New Year's Day in the Dome. The Sugar Bowl is presented by Allstate, Louisiana Tourism, and New Orleans & Company.
5: Signet Landing Restaurant in historic West Wego at Bayou Signet. Great food at a great location with Harborview Dining and Southern Hospitality. Serving the best Cajun and seafood dishes for lunch and dinner, like crawfish pie, crab cakes, fried oysters, seafood platters, and much more. Signet Landing, 450 Laracini Street, just off the expressway in West Wego, behind the Shrimp Lot. For parties of eight or more, call for reservations 504 900 1901. The school facilities preservation millage is essential for the upkeep of public school buildings in Orleans Parish. It's important to note that this millage is not a new tax, it's a renewal. The funds collected from this existing millage are dedicated to maintaining crucial building components, such as HVAC systems and roofs. This critical funding is set to expire in 2024. And with 89 school buildings, it's imperative to ensure their maintenance. To learn more about the upcoming renewal on October 14th, please visit nolapublicschools.com.
6: Using data and technology, the NFL is helping drive innovation in better performing safety equipment. As a result, helmets are becoming safer at an unprecedented rate. For the first time this season, both NFL quarterbacks and linemen have helmet options that are designed to meet the demands of their positions and help keep them safer.
5: Learn more about how the NFL is advancing player health and safety and building a better game at NFL.com slash player health and safety
4: you're listening to the cumulus fishing game report with captain ct williams fishing is fun
9: but safety is foremost i'm captain ct williams with this week's big fish report i spend a lot of time finding great spots where you can catch fish but you need to be able to get there and get home safely while being courteous to others louisiana has a lot of fishable water so there are a lot of boats and well nationally a, a higher percentage of boating accidents so be safe and prepared on the water have fun responsibly And join me, Captain CT, for The Big Fish, our TV show with hotspots, tackle tips, how-to recipes, and even safe practices while fishing. Every Saturday morning at 5.30 a.m. on WVUE Fox 8 in New Orleans. Have a great weekend.
4: Cumulus New Orleans. Incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital.
0: You want the total sports package? Let's talk prep, college, pro, all sports, all the time. You get it all from the three tailgaters on 1061 NASH ICON, NASHFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. With Ken and Ed, give us a call at 504-260-1061.
1: Well, we, of course, have a chance to talk about LSU next hour along with the Saints, but right now we talk about the two-lane Green Wave. The streak is over. Julian had not won in Memphis since 1998. That ended last night with a gut check uh, program win, I call it, as the Green Wave rallied from 11 down in the second half to beat the Tigers 31 to 21. Now, of course, this happens on Friday night when Ed and I are extremely busy with high school football, so I'm in the studio glancing and watching television as much as I can while running a show statewide, so couldn't pay close attention to it, but paid Enough attention to see what was going on. Tulane scored the first 10. Memphis ran off 21 in a row. Things looked dire, but the green wave right of the ship uh, stiffened mm-hmm. up defensively and got it going offensively. And certainly good running by Makai Hughes helped that. And a, and a big win last night. And look, I mean, this is clearly the superiority game in the American Conference the way things stand. And Tulane
2: establishes superiority with a 10-point road win. No doubt, Kenny, look, th- these were the two highest ranked teams in the RPI in the league. So I, I really felt like the, the team that won this game um, really had a leg up in the league. And, you know, and head to head means so much as well. So I, I think it was a giant win for Tulane and to, and to be down, you know, 21 to 10 and to come back and, and win that game is pretty special. And the way they did it,
1: look, I mean it had balance. I mean, Michael Pratt wasn't great, but he was solid, nineteen of thirty-one, threw a touchdown pass, didn't make any mistakes, which is huge. But Makai mm-hmm. Hughes, that he's really, as we talked about week to week, he's the guy. He's unquestionably the guy. He's a good running back. I mean, this guy's emerged. He's not just average, he's pretty good. He's a good player, and he showed that mm-hmm. again last night.
2: And you know, in the off season there wasn't very there's very little discussion about him and what, and what he could uh, what he could bring, but I, I think as a guy that, you know, he's not a flashy runner, Kenny, but, but he's, a, he's a very hard runner. He's a very decisive runner. And, and the thing that, that, that makes him near and dear to the heart of Willie Fritz is he doesn't fumble. And if you look at, at the other guys, they've had their opportunities and they've left the ball on the ground. And, you know, uh, the head coach has been pretty demonstrative about uh, what happens if you do that. And um, you know, use. I think use has been not only dependable but good. Does that make sense? I think that's a that's a pretty good statement. Yes. Yeah, and I mean that's that's
1: that's that's what it is. Look, he's been good, and you know the defense started off really good. Then they they had a, a bad spell, and then they. Finished up really strong. I mean, they shut Memphis out the rest of the way throughout the third quarter after falling down eleven and then throughout the fourth quarter. And but that's this defense. This has been a good defense all season long.
2: It has. You know, I, I think one of the big plays in the game, Kenny, was um, Tulane was down 21-17 and they were playing a third and twelve. And they gave Pratt a lot of time and he hung in the pocket and threw a pass over the middle in traffic to Yule Keith Brown, who turned it into a 29-yard gain. And then they scored on the next play, and I, I just think that was a uh, that was a giant uh, play in the game. And of course, after they took the lead, they they kind of took over the game. But it, again, they held the ball for almost 37 minutes. They didn't turn it over. They they just played solid football, and the better team won. Look, it's an important
1: win. It was the most uh, probably the biggest challenge remaining on their schedule. I say that despite the fact that SMU. UTSA, you know, there'll be some, some other hurdles to, to clear it. But as we've said uh, for the last few weeks, they're going to be favored in every game the rest of the way. They were favored last night uh, to win at a place mm-hmm. where they hadn't won since 1998, which tells you, you know, what the oddsmakers think of this two-lane team.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, field goal are a little more favorite, And, um, you know, I'm, again, uh, terrific win. And, you know, you, you, look, you look down the road, and I know they want to be 1-0, or no but i think they've put themselves in the, in position now over the last 6 games to make a run. Agree? Oh, definitely. Look, they're in a great position now and
1: look again, on paper, they're going to win out. You know, maybe
2: Memphis again down the road, right? I mean, but Well, they're going to be favored in every game. There you yes. go. I mean, that that there there you go. They're going to be they're going to be favored in every game and um you know, that's that's critical. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. Look, I mean,
1: Again, when you look at this team, special team's pretty solid. They got a penalty that hurt a kick return last night to start the game, but overall pretty solid. Defense above average, it's good. Uh, Michael Pratt's above average. And, by the way, you know, from what I could see, he did not play with a brace last night, Ed. That's important, too.
2: Yeah, I I thought that that was really good. Well, I
1: mean, look, he's a guy that they need him to run the ball some. Uh, not a lot. You don't want to run him too much because we saw what can happen with that. And he is a guy, for better or for worse, who does not go down. He wants to challenge tacklers, and you know that makes you hold your breath a lot. There was one play last night that I was watching that Roe Brown and I both said the same thing, get down, get down, and he just doesn't do that very much. But they need him as that second rushing option because uh, they don't really have that. But again, to see him have a little bit more mobility, Last night was very important. For a while last night, Tulane's receivers could not uncover in the first half and in the third quarter, then finally got some space. Chris Brazel made some big plays, caught three passes for 103 yards. Jaquan Jackson caught six passes in the game. And, you know, as mentioned, Pratt was 19 of 31 for 259 yards and a touchdown, but no mistakes, no turnovers, and that was huge. When you play on the road against a pretty good opponent and you don't turn the football over, mm-hmm. Chances are you're going to win the game, and that's what Tulane did last night.
2: No, you got a great chance. There's no doubt about that. And, hey, that's what it takes. Tulane with 403 yards.
1: Memphis at 366 in the game. Uh, Seven penalties, 82 yards, maybe a tad too much for the Green Wave. But as you mentioned, a big part of the game was at-bats, kind of like we talked about with Brother Martin and Holy Cross. Tulane had more at bats, and Tulane just absolutely dominated the football for 36 minutes and 58 seconds. Memphis only had it for 23 02. Both teams were good on third down. Tulane was 7 of 15. Memphis was 5 of 11 on third down conversions. But again, no turnovers. You're on the road. And Memphis turned the ball over a couple of times, interceptions. You know, they have a good quarterback in Hennigan, but Tulane picked him off twice. Lance Robinson had a really good interception on a diving interception in the first half of that game.
2: You know, I, I asked uh, Willie Fritz after the game, and he said, look, you know, he said this was about the Jimmys and the Joes, and he's right. You know, they, they have a lot of good football players, Kenny. They, they You know, it's, it's no secret. I think, they're, I think they're well coached, no doubt. But, but look, they've got, they've, got, they've got more good players than I've seen a two-lane football team have in a long, long time.
1: So next up, it's North Texas for homecoming next Saturday afternoon, 2.30 at Yolman Stadium. Green Wave uh, will be favored in that one against another team in green. Then it's going to be at Houston against Rice at Greenville against East Carolina. Then you get Tulsa at home before Florida Atlantic at Boca and UTSA, uh, obviously. So when you look at that schedule, you got some road games still to come. But again, you got to like their chances. I mean, homecoming next week, North Texas. You know, you got to stay focused as much as anything, right? Yep. Just, just got to grind it out week by week. All right. What do you see as their chances right now of having any shot of of getting into something significant for the postseason? I don't think the schedule allows them, you know, to really make that push to be in a, you know, in a in a potential playoff spot. But from the standpoint of a significant bowl game, again. I do think the path is there. They could be the most significant non-Power 5 team if they went out. I think they will be.
2: Well, you know, I'm looking at the, at the college football uh, RPI right now, and, um, you know, Tulane is ahead of Fresno. That's, that's certainly yes, a 6-1. and one. Yeah, that's, in, that's important. And, um, you know, if you, if you look above them, all right, I mean, James Madison, who's in the Sun Belt, is five and zero, oh, and they're right. they're in they're in front of, of both of those guys, and of course, Wyoming is five and one, and they're at twenty six. So, um, you know, I think there's still a lot of football to play, but I think those are the teams that that you have to uh, that you have to look at who are non-power five, who are, who have a chance. I think so, and I think
1: they're in a pretty good position right now to make that push uh business as usual no distraction with the athletic director moving and uh, on to washington and and meanwhile the uh, the search begins and and a lot of people are talking about that and where they should go and what they should do and a lot of people like to hire firms to identify mm-hmm. guys i understand that but i think your own connections and intuitions matter too it's going to be interesting to see the direction that Mr. Fitz goes in and, and frankly, how long it's going to take. I, I, people are asking me, do you think the fact that they haven't appointed an interim from the three primary people, is that an indication they're not going in that direction? I don't know that. I mean, it yeah. could be, it might not be, but I really don't know the answer to that. I just well, don't. It's been,
2: it's been about a
1: week since he left. Is that right? Right. A week. And they're okay. not going, and they're not going to appoint an interim from what I'm told.
2: Right. So I, I think they'll have one in about three to four weeks.
1: A permanent athletic director. Yes. Uh-huh. I do. And the question is, you know, how's it, ha- how is it going to be handled? Which direction are they going well, in? Well, I mean,
2: there's, look, there's a lot of ways you could go. Okay. You could go on the Kevin White sibling tree. All right. You could, yeah. Brian White from FAU, if he's interested, um, you could go, um, you could go down the road to, uh, you know, you could Scott Sidwell, who, who was, uh, was at Penn State, who's a a a Tulane graduate and a baseball player and a guy who um, who, who who loves Tulane and um, I think would be very good at the job. You could you could look on staff to uh, Courtney Gaucher, who's a young guy I think who has a uh, a tremendous amount of of ability and would be a really viable candidate and is popular in the building. So look, there's and then there's 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 other people. Okay, the one thing. The one thing that we we did how many of us had troy dannon in the mix uh, nobody i exactly so i mean you know who knows now who knows
1: indeed and and you know and, and not speaking negatively or positively about mr dannon uh they hired a guy from Northern iowa which was kind of strange with no connections whatsoever and Obviously not a football school and obviously not a baseball school. And those are primary at Tulane. But that's why it's going to be interesting to see what happens this mm. time around. Because, you know, the, 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 you know, the analysis on Mr. Dannon is a mixed bag. He hired Willie Fritz. That's big. You know, he hired Ron Hunter after he missed on basketball coaches. Didn't really help the baseball program. So it was kind of a mixed bag. There were pluses and minuses. But mm. here's what I would say to those that continue to comment on that move on, it's over with, you know, and now move mm-hmm. ahead and, and find the right person to try to move this program forward. When they have a real chance to position themselves to try to advance to a bigger league. That's, that's the premise right now. That's the push right now. That's the goal right now. Find the best person, the most dynamic person that can help you in that mm-hmm. regard.
2: And you know, look, uh, th- this person to me uh, has to be zeroed in on on, on two things. Number one, fundraising in 1A is finding a way to get Tulane into the Atlantic Coast Conference. That's where it's at right now. That's just... right, right. I mean, and, and, and I, might, I might have those priorities in reverse, but um, you know, look, I, I do not think that we're gonna wake up five years from now and Florida State and Clemson are gonna be in the ACC. No, I don't think so either. And North uh,
1: Carolina may not be either. They may not be either, and Miami might not be
2: either. So. Right, and, you know, if all four of those teams joined the Southeastern Conference, and, and it, it went to 20 teams, mm-hmm. and I don't think the SEC is really uh, enamored by that right now. I mean, I, I think for them, Texas and Oklahoma were, were two giant fish to land. So, but if, if that does happen, and I think at some point it will happen, if that does happen, then you know I think Tulane's University's got to be a very, very uh, viable part of that. Plus, you know what happens if 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 the new league says okay, you can join, but you got to go downtown and play. You can't play in a twenty five thousand seat stadium. No, that'll be very interesting. Okay, and you know what? If that's what they say, you've got to do it. And uh, at least for your conference games. So, I mean, look, we're getting way ahead of a whole bunch of things that can happen, but I'm just looking down the road and to, and to me, you know, if right now Tulane is as good a power, I mean, a, a group of five destination in the country and they, at least in football, they've made it that way. Right. So the next step for them is to get in the Atlantic coast conference.
1: That's the play. Uh, that's where it needs to be at this point. That's what the focus uh, should be on and the, and the most viable option that exists to improve uh, the entire athletic programs, starting with football. All right, we'll take a timeout here, 504-260-1061, to join in the conversation. And when we return, our second hour begins to talk about the LSU-Auburn. Still to come, New Orleans saints and the Houston Texans. Glad you're with us on this Saturday morning. Rudy Dixon, our producer, candidate three tailgater show continues mm-hmm. following this brief timeout here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Life Resources Ministries exists for showing men the way building men to spiritual maturity and preparing God's people for service Life Resources Ministries has Bible studies in person and via Skype throughout the metro area along with outreaches weekly on Wednesdays at Piccadilly Cafeteria on Clearview Parkway in Metairie. There are business forums and fellowship meetings as well Life Resources also puts on major outreach prep breakfast with national speakers up to four to five times per year Visit us online at liferesources.net Life Resources Ministries Leaders Investing for Eternity Top service. Locally owned. Outstanding deals. Conveniently located. Professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon at one of his outstanding dealerships, Toyota of New Orleans, Premier Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Fiat, and Premier Honda in New Orleans, Premier Nissan in Metairie, and Premier Kia in Kenner.
0: You can learn a lot from Saints games and from sports in general.
7: Whether you're a player or a fan, you learn about toughness, hard work, and never giving up. After a serious injury, those are the things that are going to help you move forward. And as your lawyers at Dudley-DeBosier, those are the values we'll use to help you do it. We're ready to leave it all on the field for you. Demand Dudley-DeBosier, the official injury lawyers of the New Orleans Saints,
0: 444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans, LA 2315663. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason.
6: Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help.
0: I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. It's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. Celebrating 90 years of excellence, the All-State Sugar Bowl is one of college football's most enduring traditions. And for nearly a century, the Sugar Bowl delivers for New Orleans, for Louisiana, and for the region. Major events, big tourism, and a national spotlight each and every year. And this season, it's even bigger. The college football playoff semifinal at the 90th All-State Sugar Bowl, New Year's Day in the Dome. The Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, Louisiana Tourism, and New Orleans and Company life is where preparation meets the unexpected law enforcement will always be our primary focus however we cannot do it alone join our family in the jefferson parish sheriff's office we are currently looking for patrol deputies correctional officers and dispatchers where you can help make a difference jpso prides themselves on making the parish safe for citizens and their families please go to jpso.com to find out how to take the next step this isn't just a career you become part of a much larger family
5: Signet Landing Restaurant in historic Westwego at Bayou Signet. Great food at a great location with Harborview dining and southern hospitality, serving the best Cajun and seafood dishes for lunch and dinner, like crawfish pie, crab cakes, fried oysters, seafood platters, and much more. Signet Landing, 450 Laracini Street, just off the expressway in Westwego, behind the shrimp lot. For parties of eight or more, call for reservations. 504 919 1901 Broadcasting from the Dudley Debocher Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app.
0: We are WRKN, 1061 NASH Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. The second hour begins. It's the Three Tailgater Show on 1061 NASH Icon, NASHFM1061.com, and at CrescentCitySports.com. Be a part of the show now. Call 504-260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels.
1: As we roll with our second hour, so glad you've joined us. And we'll turn our attention to the Saints later, to LSU here in just a moment. First up, your calls, 504-260-1061. Jackson River Ridge. Jack, welcome to the show. Good morning to you. Good morning. How y'all doing? Doing fine, buddy. Good, buddy.
10: Hey, look, I, I had a couple of two-lane things, but before that, I wanted to ask y'all, I'm sure y'all yeah, been hearing a lot of stuff about people been complaining about the brotherly shove or the tush-push or whatever you want to call it. But, but look, not only that, I think, I think it's dangerous for these guys, you know, for the running backs to be in the middle of a pile and have the linemen on both sides pushing against them. Does somebody have to get seriously hurt before they get rid of this? it was, You know, it was against the rules for most of our lives.
1: Yeah, the tush-push has become fashionable as can be. Uh, I'm not a fan of it either. Uh, I think it kind of violates the whole principle of, of you know what what the the ground attack is and what the, the battle is up front. You know, and people say all the time, you know, you win up front. You know, if you if you win up front, you win the game. Well, you know, you you get that that advantage. It's not up front. It's from behind. You know, and I just I don't know. They've allowed it to be legislated in. Uh, nobody enforces it. You're right. It used to not be legal, uh, but aiding and abetting. Look, we don't we don't just see guys getting pushed forward from behind. We see guys getting grabbed at times and pulled forward. And I'm sure you've right. seen that too. I'm sure you've seen that too, Ed. Yeah,
2: seen it seen it a bunch. And um, you know, um, I got to be honest with you guys. Though I don't have any problem with it. Okay. You I don't, don't, I don't it, know why well, it's. The rules are the I, principle again. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know why, but I just don't have, I just don't have a problem with it. I really don't. I don't have but
10: a problem. The with only, it. No, the only real problem I have with it is, like I said, if you, if you got a little running back in between the two lines, like in the center of the field, not so much at the goal line, but in the center of the field, where you got the offensive line pushing the running back forward, the defensive line pushing against them. I think it's amazing nobody's really gotten hurt yet, but you know. I guess we'll see what they do, but um, guys, I just had a couple of comments about Tulane. First of all, sure. last night I thought Pratt wasn't very good in the first half because if he was, Tulane was dominating the game, and, and it would have been it would have been out of hand then. Um, but he, he he played much better in the second half, I thought. And um, also, you know what I noticed that regardless of who the defensive coordinator is for coach for the coach, yeah, um, Coach Fritz. They do a good job of defensive adjustments in, in, in the middle of the game. Because for a while there in the second half, they, they just couldn't stop – I mean, excuse me, in the second quarter, they just mm-hmm. couldn't stop Memphis. But they made adjustments in the second half and they turned the
1: game around. Yeah, no well, doubt. They, they shut yeah. them out for like the last 20, 21 minutes or so. You know, right I look,
2: uh, I, I think if you look at – and I, I don't know that much about Sheil Wood. Um, uh, he's, he's a guy that, you know, I see at practice and he, he obviously – coaches guys hard and you know i mean he's your typical defensive coach but i think that the guy has uh, done a really good job and you got to look at his pedigree i mean last year i know i know it was at troy and you know maybe people would discount that but i, I don't i think he did a great job last year their scoring their scoring averages the defense was tremendous and you know look to to his credit and to the credit of the team they, they've kept the ball rolling uh, after what they did last year. And, you know, it always helps to have a lot of good players. And I think Coach Wood would be the first guy to tell you that. I mean, they you know, Willie Fritz made the comment last night on the Zoom that I, that I had a chance to listen to. I was running around doing other things, but I was listening to the Zoom and Willie Fritz said, hey, we played nine guys on the defensive line last night. And when you got that kind of depth and that kind of ability, and you've always got fresh legs, at the front of your defense i think it always gives you a chance jack i really do uh
10: it's the best defensive line i can remember i mean (laughs) you know as a group like you said with that much stuff
2: in my life well i mean look i i can go back i can go back on two lane defensive lines i think the one that in 1998 that had dennis o'sullivan and kevin revis on it was really good and then after that i got to go back into the 70s with uh with with uh, charlie hall and nathan bell and those guys who are extremely good you know charlie hall was a first team all-american as a defensive tackle 50 years ago but when you talk about defensive lines you know maybe there's not a guy who's a superstar there but you got a lot of guys who are really really good players and obviously play well together and and when you can do that and you can limit guys to to 30 40 snaps a game and they're always fresh I mean, you know, teams can't wear you out. Even if they play fast, they can't wear you out with that stuff, and that gives you such an advantage.
10: And, and I just had one la- one last comment. Ed, Ed, you said that you think they'll find a, a gen- uh, not a general manager, a athletic director, within a month. I think yes, they sir. really have to. I think they really have to because you know, uh, Coach Rich was close to leaving last year, and you know they're going to come at him again this year. Mm. Somebody's got to be in place to make the decision if, if unfortunately, that might happen.
2: No, well, you know, it's a, it's a good point, Jack, and, and I'm glad you brought it up because, to me, look, if Willie Fritz is going to leave, who's leaving this year on the two lane football team? Your right. quarterback. A lot of people might go to transfer. Yeah. right. Your quarterback, this is his last year, okay? So, to me, if you can get him to stay through that transition – All right. Then that's a big thing, because if you look around, you know, (coughs) coaches, coaches want to look for the the opportune moment to make a move if they're going to make one. And when one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the program leaves the program to me, I don't know if opportune, but that is the opportune moment. All right. So but the one thing I would say to Willie Fritz is, look, I would say to Fritz, you know, Tell me what you think we should do as the athletic director. I think he deserves some input. If you look at Perry Clark, when Perry Clark was here, he took Tulane to three NCAA tournaments. He had a pipeline right to Eamon Kelly, who was was the the Tulane president. And Perry Clark earned that. And I think Willie Fritz ought to have that kind of clout too. Plus, I think what they also need to do is say, look, we know what coaches in the Atlantic Coast Conference are making. I just looked it up. A lot of them, other than Dabo Sweeney, are in that $4 million a year range. You know, and if you did those two things, hired someone that he was comfortable with and, and gave him another raise, I think you make it as difficult as possible for him to leave.
10: Well, I certainly hope they do that. I mean, you know... If- I know it won't be if he leaves, I know it won't be easy putting it back together, especially with the transfer portal. I'm sure some of these kids will leave if he goes. So I I hope they listen to you, Ed. Well yeah, we'll have a good have a good weekend.
2: Thank okay, you for taking my call.
1: Uh, a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Five oh four two six oh one oh six one the LSU Tigers and the Auburn Tigers. You'll be there this evening, Ed. l s u is a two score favorite in this game and I guess the guess the, the upside for LSU about this matchup is obvious and that is that lsu's past defense stinks but auburn's passing offense is no good so if there's ever been a a good matchup for this beleaguered huh. lsu secondary and or past defense, yeah. i should say maybe this is
2: it yeah i think their defensive line though kenny is is uh is is playing better you know and uh and um they played better last week in the in the third quarter and um I mean, in the uh, in the last three quarters. So I'm curious to see if they can um, if they can make that um, that continue. And you know, and I, I think uh, you know, Coach Jenkins has already helped him with that. Mm-hmm. He's on the field. He's not going to be a consultant. Uh, and you know, look, I, I but I agree with you. I agree with you. And this is a game you got to have. But the one thing about the Auburn game is, if you look at the last four LSU wins in the series, they were by a total of 12 points. Yeah, they're close games. I was going to yeah, bring and that I, up. And I'm not, I'm not going to say that that's going to happen tonight, uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if it did. Well, it wouldn't surprise me either. It's different uh, than we've seen. You Freeze there,
1: uh, obviously not throwing the ball well, but uh, you got to pick which Auburn team you're going to face. You're not sure which one you're going to get. Is it the Auburn team that played Georgia off its feet and had a chance to beat the best team in the country? Or is it the Auburn team that's not been good two or three other times? I don't know the answer to that. My guess is LSU is going to get Auburn's best shot.
2: Yeah, especially there's one other thing that people need to consider, okay, about this whole uh, Auburn-LSU thing, is that Auburn's on a bye week. they've They've had two weeks to get ready for this game.
1: Yeah, that's certainly true. I mean, there's two ways to look at it. You know, maybe you're rusty. Uh, maybe you're well-prepared. LSU, you know, got sharper against Missouri. They finally made a play or two on defense when they had to, uh, although the final pick six <laughs> was, was of course, criticized by Coach Kelly, uh, saying that Burns should have gone down on the play, and I understand that, you know, completely. On the other hand, your momentum, you catch the ball, and he was so close in proximity to the goal line with nothing ahead of him. Couldn't resist. It didn't affect the outcome. But, again, if he lays down there, the game's over. I know mm-hmm. one thing. A lot of people at, uh, that uh, do what you call wagering are probably pretty happy if they bet on LSU in that game that Burns decided <laughs> to score.
2: <laughs> Five and a half was the line, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Isn't that funny? But you yeah. know what? Look, to, in, in defensive major Burns, where did he intercept the ball? In it 17-, 18-yard line? Mm-hmm something like that, inside the the 20 for sure. What are you going to tell him, don't score? I mean, (laughs) you know, he's a defensive player. How many chances does he get open space like that in front of him?
1: I don't know, you tell tell me, man. Look, uh, again, that's that's easy to say, not as easy to do, but no problem with what happened. But understand, look, you've got to coach this game 60 minutes, and you've got to coach 365 24-7, and it's all about habits. It's all about learning. It's all about preparation for certain moments. And, yes, in that moment, the best thing to do would have been to lay down. All right, so let's talk about the LSU offense and just how good it's been because – you know, there have been some comparisons to the 2019 offense, and that's understandable. I don't think they have Jamar Chase, Jordan Jefferson, even Terrace Marshall on this team. You could maybe throw Clyde Edwards-Alaire on there, although Logan Diggs has been all that. I mean, he's had 300-yard rushing games, and he's been really good. Uh, but their receivers, look, uh, their receivers have been good to very good. The wideouts, of course, have been that with the uh, neighbors and Thomas, but of course Taylor, at tight end, has been really good as well. So, just how good has this offense been in your mind with Jaden Daniels?
2: Well, I mean, Jaden Daniels has been superior, and uh, <clears throat> you know, I mean, the guy, the guy's just been incredible. And you know, you you look at what LSU's doing in conference games. Okay, this is in league games. They're averaging 43 points a game in conference games. That's five points better than Missouri. That's nine points higher than Georgia. Mm-hmm. And, and everyone talks about how explosive Ole Miss is. And they have a good offense. That's 13 points higher than Ole Miss. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's historic numbers. Uh, you know, when when you when you look at what they've done, it's incredible, and Jaden Daniels has been, um, man, he's just been obscenely good, just really good. I mean, just see the progress he's made. At it. it's remarkable.
1: It's not like he was bad in the first half of the season last year, but he wouldn't throw the ball down the field. He he didn't see the field as well as maybe he could have. Took off and ran quickly most of the time but then you saw the improvement in the second half of the season last year and to see how drastically improved he is this year I mean this guy's just been terrific I mean, his decision-making is much better his his ability to throw the ball downfield is obvious he's doing it with success and of course he's still running the ball unbelievably well and when he gets in the open field uh, very 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 few teams have a quarterback who, mm-hmm. when he gets in the open field, isn't going to be caught? LSU's got that guy,
2: right? And you know, and I think to top all of that off, Kenny, he's extremely poised and very good under pressure. You know, I, I just I just look at him and I like his mental makeup. Okay, it doesn't look like anything phases him, and and he got beat up last last week. And I think that shot that that guy put on him on that run at the goal line was mm-hmm. was 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 excessive. Okay. And, and he didn't react. He just got back up and, 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 and kept playing. And, you know, you just, you just have to have a lot of respect for a guy like that, who shows that kind of toughness and that kind of not only physical toughness, but mental toughness. I I think there's something to be said for that. And, you know, look, you know, one of the things that I found interesting, you know, i always try to go to LSU pro day in March. Because you never know who you're going to run into or what you're going to see. And one of the things I remember is, while Kayshawn Booty was working out, Bill, who was Bill Belichick talking to? Jaden Daniels. I thought, it, And it was like a 10-minute conversation. I thought that was extremely interesting. And, you know, and, and of course, Booty wound up with the Patriots. But... Uh, you know, I, I think Jaden Daniels is going to play in the National Football League. And and people, who un- and people who underestimate him, all right? And maybe in the draft, there'll be some people who underestimate him. I think they're going to be very, very, um, they, they should be very careful because I think he's, he's shown you, you know, how far he's ascended in, in a year it's been pretty amazing and I think you got to give him a world of credit
1: yeah listen I mean there's, there's some similarities with he and Michael Pratt in the sense that both run the ball they're both fearless and both probably take a few too many hits uh, than they need to take uh, I think both are going to play right. in the league uh, if, if you ask me at this time about you know which one uh, you know, has the, the you know the higher ceiling, or which one is probably looked at more favorably? It's probably Daniels because of what he's done this year. I mean, the way he's played. Well, not only what not he only showed that,
2: not only that, Kenny, but he has elite speed for a quarterback.
1: Very much so. Yeah.
2: I mean that that run, <clears throat> that run against Missouri late in the game was tremendous. Yeah. And I go back to a to a game last year when they played Alabama at Tiger Stadium. Mm-hmm. It was it was in the fourth quarter. LSU was trailing, and they had him sacked back there, and he got away and ran for about 35 yards, mm-hmm. and it was a huge play in the game. And he just did that on natural ability. I mean, you know, I mean, you you're looking at a special, special player. And and you know, he, when he came to LSU, he gambled on himself, and and he won. I mean, he's he. He proved himself that that he could that he could do that on a on a higher level, and he won. He's done it.
1: Yeah, listen, he's he's really good. Their offense is really good. They've got balance uh, with the run game and digs, and their offensive line has played better. They've gotten better over the last few weeks. I mean, early on, you know, uh, some good and some not so good, but it's gotten better, and they've stabilized, and they. They have their guys, and they're going with them now. You know, you worry about the center position, right? Uh, with injury there, but but you know, you certainly like the way the right side of the offensive line has improved.
2: I do. You know, I I thought it was interesting. Emory Jones got uh, lineman of the week in the SEC last right. week, right? Uh, and Emory Jones has has not been uh, consistently great this year. I think that's fair to say, but um, but he's obviously improved and. You know, that's an area that they they had to get better with. And, um, you know, um, and look, the the head coach uh, is fanatical about offensive line play. And when it goes poorly, he's unhappy. And, um, you know, because he understands what wins. Simple
6: as that.
1: He does, and obviously they're playing better up front. Mm -hmm. Kicking game's been good enough and better than last year, certainly. And of course the defense, well, you know, let's hope that improvement continues up front, as you mentioned previously, well, because they need to be really good up front because I don't think they're going to get any better in the back.
2: Well, I, I maybe it's just a coincidence, okay? But have you seen Mason Smith play a better game at LSU than he played last week?
1: No, it's probably as good as he's played, and he had not played well prior right. to that.
2: But you know what? Look, I, I just, I you know, People may scoff at this, but I think in one week, uh, Coach Jenkins made a, a, a tremendous contribution. And, and he's going to have those guys playing better. He's going to have them playing with more uh, confidence. He's going to have them technique sound. And one of the things he's going to do, too, is he's going to have them alignment sound. And, and when you can do all of those things, I mean, look, I, you know, I, I'm a Pete fan, like, like a lot of guys are. In, in this business and I know you are too but the guy's just superior and and when you bring in a when you bring in a guy who's as good a defensive line coach as anywhere on the planet it can it can do nothing but 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 help your program look
1: I'm right there with you and I think that uh, he, he's a good addition I understand you know that some people would say well you, you you should have corrected this a long time ago when you had the coaching shuffle in the offseason with the illness and everything else but Uh, All's well that ends well. If you have a chance to improve things, you improve it and they made the move. And hopefully what we saw last week was a precursor of things to come because I do believe in Pete Jenkins. He's a proven commodity. He's an excellent coach. If you speak to anybody that knows anything about the game, they'll tell you about how solid he is from a technique perspective and what he teaches. And I think that's obviously part of this. If you have the physical ability, then a technician can certainly make a difference. If
2: you're
1: not good enough ability-wise, then a technician isn't going to make much of a difference. But your point is mm-hmm. you've got some guys there, whether it's Wingo or whether it's Smith or whether it's Jefferson, or I can name them all, yeah. that have some physical ability that just
2: haven't reached their full potential. You know, Kenny, how many coaches in the country would die to have Makai Wingo and Mason Smith on their defensive line? I mean, think about it. I mean, both of those guys are superior players, okay? They have the ability to be superior players. Mm-hmm. And Makai Wingo last year had a giant year. I mean, to me, he was one of the biggest surprises of, of the entire LSU football season. And I know he was a good player at Missouri. But what yeah. he did last year was just off the charts. And, you know, you got to get those. Those are the guys you've got to have production from mm-hmm. because those guys are so, uh, you know, they're so talented. And you know they want to play in the NFL. You know they want to make a lot of money. And, and um, you know, I, I just think that, uh, I think that that was absolutely the right move by Brian Kelly to do that. And I think it already paid off last week. And one of the things, too, I think they did last week, too, Kenny, that they need to do more of is play more zone. They need to protect their corners more. Don't you agree?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, that's all about whether or not you can get – Get any pressure with rushing four. If you can rush four, you can play zone. You know, if you can't, uh, you know, then then it becomes a man situation. So right. uh, again, that 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 all filters back to the defensive line and what they can generate. Because right. if you can play zone and stay disciplined, at least you make people drive the field on you rather than giving up. Big plays when people get behind you or missed tackles or just complete busted assignments, which we've seen. So, yeah, I think all of that's part of it. But it's all about generating pressure with four, and we'll see if they're able to do that. We're glad you're with us on this Saturday morning. It's 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. The New Orleans Saints at Houston to play the Texans. Another key game tomorrow noon. We'll talk about that next as we continue. Ed Daniels, Ken Trahan, the three-tail show here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at nashfm1061.com.
0: Celebrating 90 years of excellence, the All-State Sugar Bowl is one of college football's most enduring traditions. And for nearly a century, the Sugar Bowl delivers for New Orleans, for Louisiana, and for the region. Major events, big tourism, and a national spotlight each and every year. And this season, it's even bigger. The college football playoff semifinal at the 90th All-State Sugar Bowl. New Year's Day in the Dome. The Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, Louisiana Tourism, and New Orleans and Company.
5: Signet Landing Restaurant in historic West Wego at Bayou Signet. Great food at a great location with Harborview Dining and Southern Hospitality. Serving the best Cajun and seafood dishes for lunch and dinner. Like crawfish pie, crab cakes, fried oysters, seafood platters. And much more. Signet Landing, 450 Laracini Street, just off the expressway in West Wego, behind the shrimp lot. For parties of eight or more, call for reservations 504 900 1901.
6: Hey, you. Yeah, you. This is your dentist. Do me a favor and
4: feel the front of your teeth. How grimy are they? Ugh. It's time for a Crest Pro Health reality checkup. That grime is the buildup of plaque bacteria that can cause cavities in just months you need to switch to Crest Pro Health. While most toothpaste stop working in minutes, Crest Pro Health's antibacterial fluoride protects for up to 12 hours to stop cavities before they start. So pick some up on the way home. Smile, Crest has you covered.
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. 120,000 miles of night drives, daily commutes, and who knows how many.
9: Are we there yet?
0: Through countless fixes, elbow grease, and a new radiator, you kept your ride alive. With eBay Motors, you have over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. If you demand excellence, Petri Transport Services will handle any waste disposal
1: project you have. With over three decades of experience, Petri Transport Services provides masterclass service with client satisfaction in mind. Locally owned and family driven, Petri Transport Services understands customer values and the importance of safety, professionalism and quality with no contract required. Let our service speak for itself. If you need a trash dumpster, grease traps or a septic tank, call Petri Transport Services at 985 351 or visit
6: PetriTransportServices.com attention taxpayers if you or your business owe the irs back taxes the irs has greenlighted billions of dollars in tax relief to those facing financial hardship and is now accessible through tax help usa if you have a delinquent tax problem and possibly facing wage garnishment liens levies audits or already in a payment plan you may now qualify for significant relief for this free information call 800-251-1413 800-251-1413 that's 800-251-1413
0: This is your weekly forum for genuine, substantive talk with a focus on fairness and facts. Time to share your passion on the Three Tailgaters Show here on 106.1 NASH Icon, NASHFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call 504-260-1061.
1: New Orleans Saints getting set to play the Houston Texans tomorrow in Houston. Saints a slight favorite in the game, and Obviously, another important game as the Saints have their head above water at 3-2, and two, and we'll talk about that here in this segment. First up, five zero four two six zero one zero six one. Brian's in Metairie. Hi, Brian. Thanks for your patience, and welcome to the show. Good morning.
8: Hey, guys. I'm sorry I just joined. Um, quick comment on, uh, before you get to the Saints, uh, my Tampa Bay Rays faltered. Um, I kind of like the Phillies. Real quick, what you guys think about uh, postseason Major League Baseball, and I'll hang
1: up and listen. All right, thank you, Brian. Well, it's remarkable that none of the top seeds are advanced. It's remarkable that teams with under 90 wins have all advanced. It's just a different time and place, to say the least. I mean, Tampa Bay was chopped up, okay? They were already without Franco. They had other injuries, and it killed them. uh, And Texas got hot and played well. Look, I think, you know, you got to – again, it's all about how you're playing – At the right time. And I think you see a a Rangers team that's peaking at the right time. They have a lot of confidence. they got a great manager in Bruce Bocher. they got a great pitching coach in Mike Maddox. And now Scherzer might be available. He's saying he's ready. So that will certainly help them. Houston is the world champion. I mean, they know how to win. And Houston and Texas had to survive that massive race with Seattle just to get where they got and now it's a it's the battle of the Lone Star State amazing to see the Rangers mm-hmm. and Astros going out of again how excited are the, the the citizens and fans of the state of Texas there uh, the Rays are just a model franchise for what they're able to accomplish with the financial reality they have and the stadium they have and they're finally going to get a new one and that's going to make a big difference for the Rays i admire what the Rays do you know from a national league perspective you know look the Braves uh, look like the best team they have unbelievable players on the field. and They got shut down. The Phillies pitching did a great job. And you know, the Braves play with a, a certain aura, if you get my drift, and I think that rubs some people the wrong way. And, and the Phillies kind of stuck it back in their face. You know, and Bryce Harper was part of that. But Bryce Harper backs it up. He is a money player. That guy performs in the postseason every year. And Wheeler's a legit ace. He's really good. And, you know, the back end of their bullpen pitched well. And they took out their division rival, which is impressive. And then, of course, you got Arizona and the Diamondbacks. Wow, I mean, look, that's a great story. Franchise that had been down for quite some time, uh, they stuck with their system, with their farm system. They didn't go make a whole bunch of moves, and they got a few veterans that have come through. And now it's paying dividends, and what a win for them as they took out the Dodgers again. I think in both of these instances, what you saw was you know divisional teams taking out the the top teams in their division. <coughs> Big disappointment for the Braves and Dodgers. Everybody felt they were the two best teams. Orioles will be back. They're good and they're young and they're going to be good for years to come, I think, but they're in a tough division. But, Ed, uh, I don't know, I think this is good for the game Just see, you know, underdog yeah. teams and good teams winning like this.
2: Yeah, I think it's fantastic. You know, I, the thing that, uh, about Arizona, Kenny, is their bullpen has been nails, all right? And, and I don't know much about those guys, but they get people yeah. out. And, you know, kind of piggybacking off of your point, there's only one team that did not play in the first round that advanced. Everybody else advanced. Texas played in the first round. Yep. They, they, they've they had to win two series. Philadelphia, same thing. Arizona. Houston is the only one who was waiting and had a bye and advanced. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, look, um, I I love it. You know, Arcia talks all kind of smack, okay? And then Bryce Harper just stares him down running the bases. I love it, okay? I love it. He said, hey, you're going to come at us. We're going to come right back at you. I thought it was fantastic.
1: Well, Acuna's a hot dog. He's Mm -hmm. a great player, but he he irritates a lot of people. and. I think right. a lot of people like like seeing the Braves lose because of that. you got a lot of Braves fans in this area who feel differently, but I'm talking about around the country because of the Correct. attitude. Look, I pull for them. I like Snitker, obviously. He's a UNO guy. Love him and want to see him succeed. But their players uh, sometimes rile people the wrong way. So there's that. And the Dodgers, you know, they've got the market. They've got the money. they got the players. But what happened there was Betts and Freeman went one for 20.
2: One for right. 20 Right. Also, also, too. Also, too, their pitching staff was in shambles. That's right. You know, they just had, yeah, too yeah, many you know, injuries. Right, too Julio. Well, and then when they lost Julio Urias, who was a really yeah. good pitcher, right. and he he had he was uh, he was sent down because of the uh, uh, domestic violence allegation. Right. When when you put all of that together, they didn't have the pitching to move on. Nope. Totally agree.
1: 504-260-1061. Wayne's in Metairie. Hey, Wayne. How are you? Good morning, guys. Hey, I got one quick question. Yes, sir. Do you think now
11: after last night's game that ESPN's love affair with Croach Prime and the Colorado Buffaloes are finally over after blowing a twenty nine to nothing lead? Come on. I am so tired of having it every time look, every time I turn on ESPN, I gotta bring a towel to the screen and wipe off the drool that these guys put on constantly. So I'm hoping that maybe the honeymoon's over, maybe?
1: I don't know. Well, well I mean they, they lost to a below average mm-hmm. team. Stanford's yeah. not yes. very good. So uh, well,
2: you know what though? I'm I'm gonna disagree with you, Wayne, on in this regard. Okay. I think Dion Sanders has been great for college football. And I'm not I mean, denying that either. I agree I, and I, think, I agree with I, that. I agree with I, that. I, I think he's been absolutely fantastic and I love his candor. One of the things he said this week that I think resonates resonates with a lot of people he criticized how late this game was being played. And he, and he, brought, he brought up a point about the fact that, that when they played Colorado State, the game ended at 12.25 in the morning, right. mountain time. And look, I know because I had to work on that Sunday, it was the Saints game, and I was up till 1.25 in the morning watching it, all right? But we, I have people at the gym this morning, I'm working out at the gym, and, and my buddies who are there at the gym all the time are working out and we're all talking college football early this morning at the gym and guess who they're talking about? They're Deion talking Sanders. about Colo- Colorado, yeah. And I think Dion Sanders has been incredible for college football. And I like the fact that he has not, you know, that, that he has been given an opportunity. He didn't coach for 20 years. But the guy, the the guy must be given credit for being a person who understands people. And he's, and the people don't understand. The guy's an extremely hard worker. He holds his players extremely accountable. He's very honest with them. And I frankly think that we need more coaches like him. And I'm great, I am grateful that he's in the college game. I hope he doesn't go to the NFL. And I, I, I agree with all of that.
1: And I also agree that maybe it's the attention paid has been slightly over the top in terms of accomplishment. You know, well, yeah, no, no. Listen, Colorado has been terrible for a long time. And even after last night, you know, to be where they're at right now is a dramatic improvement. And obviously they're very good offensively. They're just no
2: good defensively. That's it. That's yeah, they, what, and look, that's look it. they won one game last year. That's what I'm okay? saying. Yeah, They but won it, one game. And what does he do? He walks into the locker room and says, look, a lot of you guys aren't going to be here next year. He right. cut okay? half the teeth. Right. And you know what? <laughs> hey, look, he, he was honest, okay? He was honest. Look, you guys were no good, okay? I'm not going to sit here and tell you anything different. And, right, And, and, I totally and to me, what you're to saying. me, what a what a breath of fresh air! And not only that, when a player isn't doing what they what they're supposed to do, okay, he confronts them. Yeah, I man, I, not, I I don't I don't understand I don't frankly understand the negativity toward the man when I think he's been fantastic for college no, I, I Look, I'm a Dion
11: fan, always have been, okay, but the over the top of the coverage. I mean, nobody even knew Tulane was playing last. Tulane Memphis was playing last night because everybody was all on. Wayne,
2: Memphis. do you really think? That, Wayne, do you well, that's, that's think Wayne, do you honestly think? Wayne, do you honestly think that Tulane and Memphis is going to be more of a headliner than what Colorado's doing?
11: Colorado if, Stanford, I'd much that, rather watch two four and one teams two, one. Well, Wayne,
2: a, a Wayne, but that's, too, too, but that's not me too. But that, right? that's Wayne, but that's not that's not how the country feels. Okay, yeah. and and look, Wayne, love you to death, but you can't understand that that I need to get you on some medication. No, I, okay, I that's sure. what I need to do. I, I, okay, I, agree I need to get you on some medication, Wayne.
11: But I want to watch a good football team.s so I want to watch two yeah. good, and they were the best two teams out there playing last night. But here's what here's my other question I wanted to ask you: when you when All you right. brought up having to play at eight o'clock, he's 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 griping about that. But what's the difference playing eight o'clock as opposed to eleven a.m.? Yeah.
2: Oh, it's a big difference. You think so? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I think you're the only one that thinks so, uh, that. No, let me tell up. you what. Well, you know, I would have I would have this conversation with Chris Selfo all the time. I would say, "Chris, you guys need to be playing your games at night. All right? At 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 the dome. 2 Lane football is has been was well, well, for years. Let me finish. 2 Lane football at 8 o'clock. All right. Wait, well, let me finish. And and what he said was The worst thing on a Saturday is to sit around the hotel all day and wait. And I think that players would definitely prefer to play at 11 o'clock in the morning rather than playing at 8 or at 8.30 at night when the game kicked off last night.
11: Uh, uh, It's hard to imagine. Look, I agree an afternoon game because all these small towns, because that's basically what everybody plays in small towns, especially the SEC. But with that being said, 11 a.m., they getting up to play a physical, uh, violent sport at what? Five thirty, six o'clock. To have team meetings and have uh,
2: team you, breakfast. you know. And then, wake, and then hitting Wayne.
11: Head off at eleven a.m.
2: Wayne, wake, wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. That's what. That's <laughs> what I would say.
11: <laughs> I don't know what the heck that means,
2: but. <laughs> well, if you've been on, if you've been on a few cruises, hear. you understand. Good to hear from you, Wayne. Uh a guys, pleasure. You guys. All right, it. buddy.
1: Uh-huh. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, we we owe you a break here, I believe. So we'll take that 504-260-1061. Back in a moment here. We'll get back to your calls and talk saints as well when we continue here on Nash Icon. 1061 FM and at Nash FM 1061.com.
0: New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at Nash FM1061.com. Country for Life. 1061, Nash Icon.
6: Klein Tools are new at Lowe's Pros. Lowe's knows you want top brands and quality products, and Klein Tools delivers. Right now, get the Klein 3-piece Modbox Mobile Workstation for $319.94 and the Klein 5-piece Cushion Grip Screwdriver set for
2: just $34.97. Both exclusively at Lowe's. Shop the largest selection of Klein
6: Tools, the highest quality tool brand at Lowe's. Because Lowe's knows tools, Lowe's knows pros.
5: The pandemic is over,
9: but COVID-19 is here to stay. In fact, it's still
5: among the top five leading causes of death in the US, just after heart disease and cancer. So this fall, stay up to date with the latest COVID-19 vaccines, just like you do with the flu, because you've got no time for 19. The vaccine may not be for everyone. Please consult with your doctor, brought to you by Moderna.
4: If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron.
6: Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron.
4: Everybody knows that.
6: Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron.
4: This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron.
2: I'm a bourgeois.
4: Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie.
1: For 17 years, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl has been proud to support one of the area's great traditions, high school football, and the Prep Football Player of the Week Award. The RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl's weekly recognition of excellence on the field by high school student athletes reflects our understanding of the importance of athletics in the development of our youth. The Prep Player of the Year will be presented the Ronald D. Gardner Award on the field of the Caesar Superdome during the 2023 RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl on Saturday, December 16th. Tickets available now at NewOrleansBowl.com.
5: We're going abroad for the first time in years to Spain, so we started using
7: Babbel
6: and started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just 3 weeks. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind.
5: In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Gracias, Babbel.
6: Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com.
5: Signet Landing Restaurant in historic West Wego at Bayou Signet. Great food at a great location with Harborview Dining and Southern Hospitality. Serving the best Cajun and seafood dishes for lunch and dinner, like crawfish pie, crab cakes, fried oysters, seafood platters. And much more. Signet Landing, 450 Laracini Street, just off the expressway in West Wego, behind the Shrimp Lot. For parties of eight or more, call for reservations 504 900
4: 1901. Our pets are our loved ones and also our best friends. When they pass away, New Orleans Pet Cremation Service will handle everything for you. We offer 24-hour home removal as well as free pickup from your local veterinary hospital. Pet cremation starting as low as $199. Simply give us a call at 504-218-5554 or go to neworleanspetcremation.com. That's neworleanspetcremation.com. Celebrating life. Join Macy's and Hispanic Federation to support student growth and mentoring during Hispanic Heritage Month. Now through October 15th, help empower students to grow into leaders when you donate online to Hispanic Federation or round up your Macy's store purchase up to 99 cents and donate the extra change. Give back today, shop Latino and Hispanic owned brands and find out how we're creating brighter futures for all at macys.com purpose
5: discover this is danny
4: hi it's jen coolidge i just want to thank you for making me feel so special i earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries
5: that's great but with discover Cashback debit we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases anything else i can help you with
4: are you hungry because everyone left after the asparagus sorbet introducing discover Cashback debit a checking account with cash back it pays to discover eligibility in terms of discover.com slash cashback debit discover bank member fdic
0: Don't be shy. Join in the conversation with Ken and Ed on the Three Tailgaters Show on 106.1 NASH ICON, NASHFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call now, 504-260-1061.
1: And we check in with our friend Joe in Mandeville. Hey, Joe, good morning to you.
9: Hey, happy solar eclipse day. (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying to check it out right now. It's kind of bizarre, but baseball—they're uh-huh. driving a whole lot over there in Atlanta, man. And, yeah. uh, and uh, they said anybody but Houston. Now, shame on them. They called us cheaters and bullies. Mm-hmm. Never mind the fact that they had a GM that was banned and they stripped them of twelve prospects about five, six years ago. I mean, it just never ends. When you go seven times in a row, it's not just cheating. You're a good ball club, you know?
1: Uh, no, I there's no you, doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. And look, anybody that's still hanging on that, and we, we hammered them at the time, and they deserved to be hammered, but that was, was six years down the road. I mean, five, six years down the road, enough already, right? Th- th- this, yeah. What they're doing now has nothing to do with that, okay? So... You want to hold them responsible for that particular year? Got it. Guess what? They banished their manager. They banished their general manager. Uh, that's not the guys in charge now. Are there some of the same players? Yes. Are there some different players? Absolutely. That's called continued success. That's called organizational success. That's called consistent excellence. No problem at all with the Astros, Ed.
2: No, no problem. When you make seven straight ALCSs, I mean that's 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 pretty amazing. Plus. You know, Joe, I'm glad you called because I was worried about you this week. I was thinking about you and I was a little concerned and I, I just wanted to make sure you were okay after after last week's Red River shootout.
9: Oh, uh, uh, that was a rough weekend. I was 0-4 for all my Texas <laughs> teams, it was ridiculous. Yeah, we're- Joe, still how about the them hunt. Cowboys?
2: Joe, how about them Cowboys?
9: Boy, we are hurt. Ken, that hurts. I'm telling you, you can't get past San Francisco. I know Shanahan's a Texas X, and I'm telling you, we'd love to have him for a coach, but man, oh, man, they got it going on. You got to admit, they're doing good.
1: Oh, they're huh. really good. They're they're superb. 49ers are outstanding. I'd say they're the best team in the league right now, but certainly uh, not clear cut. There's still other good teams, obviously, but... They're playing great, and Brock Purdy is showing that he, he wasn't just a, you know, a one-hit wonder. He's a good player. He's got good players around him, but the kid makes great decisions, and he's poised.
9: My goodness. Mr. Ir- Irrelevant. <laughs> I mean, yep. My goodness. I don't, it, he dropped out of nowhere, and he's starting for San Francisco. If they don't go to the Super Bowl, it would be stunning or shocking. They'll beat what? Philadelphia for sure.
1: Well, it's a remarkable story because, again, they they, they took a first-round gamble on Nance and drafted him, Lance, I should say. And obviously, you know, that, that backfired, didn't work at all. But they've got this guy, and it doesn't matter. You know, they miss wow. on a quarterback in the first round, and they hit on a guy that was completely and totally unexpected to be that guy. So that's pretty strange, but it's worked out really well for the Niners.
9: Oh, oh. I'm telling you, we could have a losing record in three weeks. I'm telling you, it doesn't look good for Dallas. It really doesn't. Well,
1: they've now lost. You know, Van, Van Der Esch is hurt too. Losing Diggs was gigantic, and I like Dak Prescott as a person. I think he's a nice player, but he's not gotten any better. No, nope. he's he's he, leveled he, he off. He's job. level. He's a leveled off guy. You know, in the sense that he's. He's not a top 10 guy in my mind. He's more of a uh, – maybe a top 15 guy, but he's leveled off. So, you know, to get to that next level, you've got to show it when it matters. That hasn't happened.
9: I'm telling you, I saw it in their eyes. They quit in the third yeah. quarter. I said, oh, my God, they, they are beaten down and they are not going to come out of this. So Took
1: it on the real chin. Quick. Yep. Go ahead.
9: Real quick. I know about Bryce Harper. But y'all got to check out this Jordan Kai.
1: Well, he's great. Alvarez is terrific. Yeah, yeah he's, awesome. He knows he's that. awesome. He's awesome. He's I awesome. And keep in mind he was hurt. They were missing him for quite a while this year and that's why their record would have been better than it was because that guy's that good and he makes that much of a difference and he makes the lineup that much better. Jordan Alvarez is a great hitter.
9: I have never seen a bat go out toward the other side of the batter's box. This guy is swinging way out there, and he's mm-hmm. connecting. Have you ever seen I Watch him go for an outside pitch. It is, mm-hmm. like, way out there, and he's connecting on it. I've never seen that before. Fascinating. Got It'll be buddy. interesting. Uh, and, uh, yes, yep. I'll be keeping in touch. Uh, just follow the ass. You got it. I think they look good. There you go, go
1: buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Will do. Thank Bye. you, Joe. Always a pleasure. All right, Will, you a break. Uh, back in just a moment to touch on the Saints when we continue with our final segment here on National Icon 106.1 FM.
0: Celebrating 90 years of excellence, the All-State Sugar Bowl is one of college football's most enduring traditions. And for nearly a century, the Sugar Bowl delivers for New Orleans, for Louisiana, and for the region. Major events, big tourism, and a national spotlight each and every year. And this season, it's even bigger the college football playoff semifinal at the 90th All-State Sugar Bowl. New Year's Day in the Dome. The Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, Louisiana Tourism, and New Orleans & Company.
4: If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron.
6: Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron.
4: Everybody knows that.
6: Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a
4: Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie.
7: When the Saints' defense is backed up to their own goal line, they know the stakes are high and failure is not an option. It's their job to stand tall and give it all they got. If you've been injured in a car crash, who can you count on to make a stand for you? Call us at Deli DeBosier. We know what's at stake, and we're ready to lay it all on the line for you. It could make a game-changing difference for your case. Injured? Demand Deli
0: DeBosier. Official injury lawyers of the New Orleans Saints. 444 Chad Deli, New Orleans, LA 2315664.
4: Happy 62nd birthday, Granddad.
6: Thanks, sweetheart.
4: I got you this. A
6: mug. Oh, thank you. Uh, What does it say? Beware. If you were 60 or older, you may be at increased risk of hospitalization from RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, compared to adults younger than 60. Not all dangers come with
4: warning labels. Talk to your pharmacist or doctor about getting vaccinated against RSV today. Learn more at BewareofRSV.com. Brought to you by Pfizer.
5: Signet Landing Restaurant in historic Westwego at Bayou Signet. Great food at a great location with Harborview dining and southern hospitality. Serving the best Cajun and seafood dishes for lunch and dinner, like crawfish pie, crab cakes, fried oysters, seafood platters, and much more. Signet Landing, 450 Laracini Street, just off the expressway in Westwego, behind the shrimp lot. For parties of 8 or more, call for reservations: 504 919 1901 Top service, locally owned, outstanding
1: deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon at one of his outstanding dealerships, Toyota of New Orleans, Premier Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Fiat, and Premier Honda in New Orleans, Premier Nissan in
0: Metairie, and Premier Kia in Kenner. We're winding down on the Three Tailgater Show at 504 260 1061. Now back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels.
1: And the Saints and the Texans, of course, coming up tomorrow. Saints, a slight favorite, maybe the big factor there turnovers. The Saints have forced at least one in every game thus far this year, and they've already forced nine on the season, and they're plus three, which places them tied for 11th in the league. And, and as I wrote this week at com, you know, the turnover ratio compared to wins and losses, they they absolutely equate, Ed. And when the Saints have been good, they've been good in that department. And so far this year, they've been good in that department. Yeah, and the quarterback
2: from Houston, who's a rookie, hasn't thrown an interception.
1: Nope, he hasn't thrown an interception. That number's it's been thrown out.
2: Well, he's good I mean he's, I mean he's he's been really good as a yeah I mean, he looks really like
1: good. yeah you sound like you're in the background there but we got you look he's good i mean stroud is right now he looks better than bryce young unquestionably but I mean, bryce young, unquestionably, we'll see And there's got to be we'll see there's got a be, first time right i mean there's got to be a first time in terms of you know turnovers so we'll see look uh the saints are a slight favorite they were better offensively last week Nothing special, but I think they would have been better last week. But I just think they they got conservative and rightfully so. Last week they could have put up a bunch more yards, in my estimation. But they played it right because they they knew their defense was headed locked down and the Patriots weren't going to do anything.
2: Is New England bad or what?
1: Yeah, I mean they have no playmakers. Ed, you know Mac oh, Jones my is God. My, Mac Jones is part of the problem, but he's not the only problem. He doesn't have any any no. talent around him, and the Saints yeah, are good I on mean,
2: defense. So. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of this year, Bill Belichick's not coaching the Patriots anymore.
1: That wouldn't shock me either, and I don't think they'll ever get rid of him. But I think he he'd quit if anything, because I mean, there's no light there's no light at the end of the tunnel. You don't see anybody, you don't see anything that indicates that it's going to get any better. So, and for the Saints, maybe we do see an indication that things will get better. Quarterback play was better last week. Offensive line play, despite a few holding calls, was better. Running game was better and the defense continued to be good, and the kicker made two field goals in excess of 50 yards. So you can see some level of improvement from the Saints. I think that's fair. Yep, I really do. So they're all important games, but this one's important. Look, Tampa Bay's got Detroit this week. Detroit's very good. The Saints obviously are tied with Atlanta, and if you want to break out, this is another one of those games you got to win. Your favorite, I know it's a slight favorite, and I know it's a road game, but this is another one of those games
2: that you've got to win. Mm-hmm. And, you know, look, if Houston wins on Sunday, they equal their win total from a year ago. So they're right. a very motivated team as well. And I think that they're looking at this as a huge game for them as well.
1: Well, they are. I mean, both things are. I mean, of course. I mean, you've got to be ready every week to play. So this is important. And, again, if this improvement is real from the Saints' perspective, we'll see it. If the play calling is real, and we saw that we, everybody agreed and thought was better. We'll see whether that's accurate or not. The quarterback clearly was more comfortable last week, Derek Carr, than he was the previous week. I think that's important too. And you know the disappointment here is, you know, Jawan Johnson. We haven't been, have hardly been able to see the guy, and he's still hurt. And he he was going to be such a big part of this offense. And you know, I do like Kendry Miller and what we've seen. Camara is obviously Camara. And Thomas is Thomas, and Olave is Olave, and Shahid, Shahid. Again, they've still got playmakers that can get the job done. It was nice to see Foster Morrow get in the end zone last week. Bottom line is, Ed, this is going to be another one of those games. I see it as being a one-score game.
2: Yep, I think it'll be down to a field goal at the end of the game.
1: And if Blake is doing what he's doing right now, the Saints will be in pretty good shape if that happens. Good conditions, of course, playing in Houston, so no issue with weather. Look forward to it. Ed, it's always a pleasure. Thanks. We enjoyed it. We'll do it again next week. Okay, buddy, you take care. Have a great week. All right, I want to thank Nelson Stewart. I want to thank Bryce Brown. Thanks to Rudy Dixon, our producer. A reminder that I'm back on Monday evening with All Access Sports Talk at 6 p.m. following Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher at 4. Until then, for Ed, I'm Ken. Thanks for joining us and be a good sport. And God bless you one and all. We are rounding third and heading home. So long.
0: Thanks for listening to the Three Tailgaters Show on 106.1 Nash Icon.